Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Off Grid Pros podcast. How are we doing today? Fantastic. Nice. I'm a, I'm okay. Yeah. It sounded like you said I'm a rock. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, I am a I am a rock, but I'm okay. Because Ryan's built. I know you guys haven't uh you can't see him because it's a podcast, but this guy's like ripped. He's like yeah. six five. 280, right? About 280. So how, how much you weigh, Ryan? Yeah. He's got a couple calves for... His uh, arms are just yeah. like 100 pounds each. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost gross to look at. <laughs> oh, we love yeah. that for you. So anyways, thanks so much for listening mm-hmm. to the into the podcast. This is episode number eight. We're really getting up there, man. Um I'm I'm pretty excited about today's episode because today's all about hot tubs, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Canaley's been uh, Google Google searching some hot tubs on uh, trying to find some that we can sell on ShopOffGrid.com. What was what was the one you just found, Canaley? It was basically just a pot above uh, fire, <laughs> like <laughs> I like the whole Looney Tunes where Bugs Bunny would like Makes boil me think himself. Of, like, Salem witch trials where they're just like, <laughs> if they don't burn in there, then they're a witch. Yeah. But if they do burn and die, then you're fine. <laughs> At least they knew. One way yeah, so if you guys out, want a giant close. pot to just stew in, we'll, we'll sell it to you and call it a hot tub. That sounds like a good idea. I'll, I'll find no, one. We'll, we'll no have a hot tub to sell. We'll have a hot tub to sell. Perfect. But, but no, no, we were talking about just water. In this episode, that's what we're talking about. Well, that's true. Thanks for ruining it. Ruining yep. it. It's uh, wanted to steal your to thunder. But before <laughs> we do that, I just wanted to catch all of our listeners before they uh, killed themselves of boredom and let them know <laughs> before <laughs> before be... before we do that. Before yeah. you leave us, make sure you go and leave a five star review. Um, I said it a whole bunch in our Tesla episode, and they listened. Um, got some got some five star reviews over there. Um, make sure you write write a little something something. You know, tell us why you love it. You know, don't gotta be shy. You know, tell us what your favorite part is. Tell us what your least favorite part is, but still leave a five star review. You know, um, so go ahead and do that. Just so you guys know as well, in case you're a diehard fan of Off Grid Pros, we sell Off Grid Pros T shirts. Yeah. So, like, you can just wear that every single day. I think we've got, what, like, 10 colors on there. If you want one for every day of the week and a little extra, totally an option. Go ahead and go ahead and get yourself one of those. Get a hat. Get a bag. Whatever you're into. Get all of it. So, go ahead and check that out. I'll post a link on Facebook. Actually, this will come out after. But it's on Facebook, so go check it out. Um, so, like Keneally said, we're talking about water today um let's jump into our our fun fact first so this is a this is actually ryan's episode so he's gonna be doing a lot of talking isn't that right ryan nope you gotta be excited about ryan you're you're (laughs) you're the one that lives in a tiny house or will live in a tiny house and has to do all this water stuff me i if if the sink doesn't work it's it's end game. 
<laughs> no, this is this is me pumped right here. I'm uh, hell yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, mm. so fun fact for today. So estimates vary, but on average, each person uses about eighty to a hundred gallons of water per day for indoor home uses. The largest use of household water is to flush the toilet and after that to take showers and baths. Okay, Ryan, here's my question. How, how, how is it that the toilet is drawing more water when I feel like, I don't know what the average person, the average time, maybe can I look it up while we're, while I'm asking Ryan, how long is somebody spending in, in the shower and how is that not a longer amount of time than like using water in terms of how much you're using compared to flushing the toilet? Because I know I'm sure you're doing it a few times a day, but like it, it still seems like that would be so much more. Yeah, um, that's a, that's a really good question. Uh, I got this like straight off of some government website that should be, you know, should be accurate. Um, I see what you're saying there, but like, I don't know. I think most people in the morning you go to work, you know, you, you, you're not spending like 45 minutes in the shower. It's usually five or 10 minutes, but if you give a family, everybody's flushing toilets going multiple times a day. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I think, um, you know, and, and toilets, a lot of, especially a lot of older toilets, we use quite a bit of, of yeah. water per flush, right? So, um, I wonder if they're also taking into consideration the fact that, like, I would say a, a, a good amount of people don't shower every single day, you know. Sure. Um, and then some the showers vary in length. So if somebody's like, "Yeah, I take a shower every single day, but I don't wash my hair every day," so the shower time's like half the time. So I wonder. There's a, there's a lot of creepiness going on in, in order to find find out this, this specific information. <laughs> according, yeah. according to insider.com, just daily showers alone, the average person spends between 5 and 15 minutes. And then uh, – and that, that says that, that dermatologists suggest that the average shower be between 5 and 15 minutes. Um, so here's a, another little fun fact. I went to a dermatologist – recently and he told me that it is not necessary to wash just like most of your body like ever ever Ever. i don't know about that yeah he's like he's like unless it's unless it's dirty unless you it is physically dirty you do not need to take your loofah and scrub your forearm to death for example like if you if you guys remember i had that little outbreak of eczema recently i had it for months right and um, like right when I came back from Europe, and I was like, "Great, I'm allergic to fun," but uh, <laughs> that was at, that was at the beginning of the Corona. Where like, was, yeah, no, he's got and it. it. He's it got was it. right, right in the beginning <laughs> yeah. of like the the big lockdown that we had. So yeah. I was like, "This has to be related." Yeah, um, yeah. And I saw my regular doctor a couple times. He gave me all the steroids that would work for the first couple days, and then it would come right back. And I saw an allergist, and she was telling me the horror stories of it's going to be $3,000 a year. Anyway, finally went to see a dermatologist and he was like, Oh yeah, just stop washing. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop, stop washing. And then, um, and then just put some lotion on. I was like, stop. okay, great. I thought I wasted another 
$60 copay or whatever. But I was like, I was in the army. I could not shower. So now um, you've not spent any money on soap in the past six months. Yeah. I just stopped washing altogether. It's been months, but yeah, it took, got, got rid of it. It did. It did. I don't know how much water. I don't know how much water I'm saving, but to to the whole world that's listening to this podcast, I don't shower. I'm in a shower. I just kind of stand in there. I go through the motions. I'm just in there because it looks like what like what I'm supposed to do. Here, here's something I actually heard. uh, It might have been last night. Was that it was like there was a study that was done on the way that people face in the shower. And said that most men face towards the shower head, and then most women face away from the shower head while they're in there. What do you, what guys, do you do? guys do? <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I face. That's that's funny. I never. I've never thought about that. I yeah. I face towards the shower while brushing my teeth because I brush my teeth in the shower. What? And yeah, freaking yeah. weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? I learned in basic training we had to we had to do that. We had like 30 seconds to shower. So part of it was you were, would br- start brushing your teeth in line and then you would finish when you get in the shower. And I, for whatever reason, I just kept brushing my teeth in the shower. And I still do it to That's this disgusting. day. That's disgusting. Yeah. Does your toothbrush just sit in the shower? <laughs> sure does. Oh, oh my, my god. god. I have a water oh. pit. I have a water pit that sits outside like next to my sink like i use the water pick but if i could put the water pick in the shower it would be in there with me i just oh i can't plug it in in there maybe that's causing your skin problems <laughs> you're just spitting on yourself my <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. and i don't rinse my mouth i just let it dribble out <laughs> that's like when you get like mouth surgery and you can't spit so you're just like <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard of that. I mean, I mean, what's the difference between that and your sink? Sanitation. What's what's, know, what's just, unsanitary about it being in the shower though? Feels Gross. weird, yeah. Did feels you do weird. that in the in the Air Force, Ryan? No. Oh, they had people no, to brush their teeth for them. Right. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> All right, Ryan, which which direction do you face? I definitely face the shower head. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're Jonathan, you just take baths, a, don't you? A typical man. Yeah, I I just sit I sit in my own juices for as long as possible every day. So <laughs> I actually have I have a sh- I have a shower that is like I really don't understand who made this and why they did it. It's one of those showers that you know like th- it's not a tub, but it's like a long shower, so it's a length of a tub, and then it's got like a seat or a bench or whatever on both sides of the shower so like under the shower head and on the on the opposite side it's really stupid and really inconvenient and like you can't even like stand near the shower head because there's a bench right there it's really horrible but anyways i face away from the shower head because um i like to not have dry skin i guess because they said that if you face away from the shower head you don't have your face in the water or like going directly on you then you have drier skin if you do that. So, I bet it's because you're scared of monsters. You don't want to close your eyes. <sighs> That's true. Dude, literally when I was a kid, I would always have to check behind the shower curtain <laughs> when I went in the bathroom. 
like all the way through like middle school. I was like, yeah. I'm going to get murdered every time I go to the bathroom. <laughs> Don't let the shampoo run over your eyes. You can't close your eyes too long. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> I have a buddy. I have a buddy named Adam who uh, he sits in the shower. Like what? just on the ground? What? On the ground. Just sits. Yep. And um, yeah, he turns does on he brush his teeth while he does that. No, he doesn't brush his teeth in the shower, but he does shave in the shower. He shaves his face in the shower. That seems mm. difficult. But I don't know uh, if I could do that. But he yeah, can't I've, see I've, anything. Yeah, I lived with him. I lived with him uh, a few times throughout my adult life, actually. But uh, while I was waiting on my um, uh, when I bought this house, I had to live with him again for a few months. And uh, yeah, his showers are like he's in there for about forty-five minutes, and he says that a, roughly twenty minutes of that is just sitting and letting the water just hit him. Well, it just sits there. <laughs> wow. So yeah. that guy is is really messing up this average of five to 15 minute showers that people. Yeah. I wonder how many people do that. I've never met anybody that just say that's that just sits in there. Who has the time to do that? Like, yeah, I, I'm I mean, just like, I wake up, I'm like five, 10 minutes. I'm like, I got, I got, I got to go. Yeah. Oh, he works from home. He does. Mm-hmm. He works from home. And I mean, I work from home half the time and. I'm that's shower. My shower routine doesn't change because of that, but I, he, it didn't for him either when he gets when he has office jobs. But uh, I don't know, I guess he just wakes up earlier. Do you wake Weird. up earlier to sit in the shower for 20 minutes <laughs> mm-hmm. like, for 20 minutes longer than you'd like? Wow, it doesn't matter if it's work day, Saturday, um, I don't know, vacation. I know he wasn't doing it. Uh, we when we were on vacation, I know that much. But he was also had to shower because five other people had to shower before or after him. And I think he was just being polite. But I think he would have if we weren't there. Yeah. Well, uh, if you're still with us, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's let's play a little prank on, on those uh, those that are new to the to the podcast. Go go leave a five star review and tell us which way you face in the shower. And then people who find the podcast can be like, "Why is everybody telling us where they which way they face?" It'll be it'll be funny. Trust me. Um, so let's talk about water, shall we? Um, Specifically, obviously, this is off grid, uh, off grid podcast. So we're going to talk about how how to get water to your home, um, and and what to do with it, how to take, treat it, and all that kind of stuff. First off, like I said, how do we get water to uh, our site, specifically our our house or or whatever you've got going on? There's a few different ways of of getting it. So the first way is through a well, which um, We've, we have a whole bunch of customers um, at Prometheus that when they're uh, trying to get their off-grid system set up, they always want to obviously include their well pump. Um, and so then I don't really know too much about wells and well pumps. Um, I know that they are rated in like horsepower, which is interesting to me. Because they're like, I've got a one horsepower, two horsepower. I was like, that sounds tiny. Is that going to do anything? But I, like I said, I don't really know anything about them. Ryan, you'll have to tell us. Um, and then the second one is to haul it. So there's, there's actually, I believe Kelly at Prometheus. She she uh, hauls her water from like the Grand Canyon, doesn't she? I've, I've heard she, her talking about that. Her drinking water, yeah. She just gets yeah. all of that like from a well. Uh, That's not from a well. I'm sorry, from a spring, spring That's down fancy. in Oak, Oak Spring. Uh, That's Oak fancy Canyon. stuff. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a third option is rainwater. So just collecting it as it as it comes down. I mean, I guess it depends on where you are of of whether that's a great option for you or not. Because you know, some places it rains more than others. But those are those are basically your three options. Um, Ryan, you want to tell us a little bit about wells and well pumps and how that works exactly? Yeah, yeah. So th- like, this is one of those those critical things that you take for granted when you live on the grid and uh it's one of those things that you have to you have to plan out really well um and so around here like in northern arizona specifically there's some areas where there's water at 20 feet but there's other areas off grid that are that waters at 2000 feet so um you know, it really just depends on your site, and that's really going to drive, um, you know, which direction you go. If you've got, if you've got a, um, got water at like 200 feet, like, and you're off grid, a well is going to be a pretty, pretty simple option for you to do. And so, with uh, with most wells in a in an off grid situation, you can do. There's, there's basically a couple of different options, right? You can do just a standard submersible pump like you'd see anywhere um, on the grid. And your inverter system just handles turning on that pump. And a lot of times um, when it comes to being off-grid, the smaller the pump, the better just from uh, a surge standpoint. So like the biggest, the biggest issue we have with pumps is that when they first kick on, there's a pretty large surge and your inverter has to be able to handle that. So the bigger the pump, the bigger the surge. And you might have, you know, you might be able to get away with a very small system except for, oh, I've got this, this well pump that I've got to start up. And so you might have to triple the size of your inverter system just to be able to start a pump. So, you know, when it comes to looking at the different sizes and the, the horsepower of your, of the options for you based on the depth of the well, it's going to drive, you know, which direction you go, you know, in terms of, of your, your water pumping. Um, so some of the things you might want to pay attention to, like, uh, if you have to do a larger pump, you're going to want to do a two, two, versus one twenty uh, volt pump. And that'll keep your, your amp amperage draw down, um, and your, I would say for like a standard well pump, if you're going to have your inverter power the pump, you're going to want a large pressure tank. So what that, uh, what that means is like, you've got a, a, basically a storage storage tank that has a bladder inside, right. And the pump fills it. Um, and that when the pump kicks on, um, it might put like 80, 100 gallons into that tank. And then the pump, once it shuts off, it won't have to kick on again until that 80 gallons is gone. And so it reduces the number of times the pump needs to, to turn on and off. And that's really big for you know preventing um, that surge from happening all the time. Because if you're off-grid, and you're living on an inverter and a well pump is surging, kicking on all the time, 
it's very likely that like at night, especially your, your lights might dim. You might notice little, uh, weird little interruptions in your power from that. So, so if you're going to do a standard pump, you want, you want a pressure tank with it. Who, who is, is digging these wells? Like, are there just companies that it's their one job is is to dig in a well for for just some random person in the middle of nowhere, or like like how big of a business is that? It's it's a big business. Yeah, there's definitely well drillers all over the place, and they are. Should we do that? Too? Usually very busy. No. Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of maintenance involved in that too. My my mother in law actually owns a water company, a utility company. Oh yeah. So she owns she owns several wells, and man, do those pipes burst? And the wells they have pro, they have mechanical issues. It seems like she's constantly having to have those things fixed. I mean, I, I mean it's a little different because she's supplying water to neighborhoods, of course. So it's obviously there's going to be more than like. Yeah, your typical one well in the back of your off-grid home, but no, I I don't know if I would want to be in the business of of trying to own anything that transports or stores water. Then you got to worry about uh, purification too, which is also one misstep there. I mean, how does that how does that work? I know for her again, this she wants she she has owns a water company that supplies water to people, so she probably has totally different standards, but. F- what what's like the normal uh, purification process, or or is there any? Is it naturally purified, Ryan? What? I mean, for for a lot of well pumps, I, it's my understanding that you know you don't have to do much filtration at all. Um, a, a lot of people might choose to further filter their water, but. I mean, I know like my parents' house, we just, whatever came out of the ground, we just drank it, you know? So, okay, so that's uh, why you and your brother are freakishly smart. <laughs> get one of those. We should just Spider-Man. go get some well water. Yeah. We just need no. to go to like, that's where we need, that's what we got to do. We, just, we don't need Neuralink from, from uh, Elon Musk. What we need is well water from Ryan's parents' house in Ohio. That's what we do. Well, in yes. like TV yeah. shows and movies and stuff, well, wells are always like mystical and something crazy. So, I mean, that makes sense. So, if you're trying to get like superpowers, just dig a well. Yeah. That's crazy because I'm, I'm telling you, my mother-in-law is constantly treating her water. But she's probably got some, some sort of government regulations and stipulations that she has to pass. But I know she's constantly sending it out to labs and – Treating the oh. like arsenic levels and stuff, she is. It's a yeah. constant thing. Yeah, I would. I would say at that level that you'd have to be doing that. But individual wells. I mean, I would. I would think, um, and I would probably encourage most people to have some sort of filtration. It probably what doesn't need if it's coming from a well. I mean, the ground does a really good job of of filtering that water, and um, but you know you want to have that water tested and. Uh, some level of filtration I'm sure is going to be required uh, for, for most people, I would think. So, yeah, well, we'll talk a little bit about uh, filtration in, in the second half here with specifically to RVs though. Um, yep. So 
for right now, we're going to jump into a little break and we will be right back. And welcome back. Uh, before we jump into the second half of this, I wanted to mention that we uh, we just uploaded this past week our um, our video on YouTube about batteries. Um, Keneally is actually the star of that. Um, so go check that out. Um, so if you remember, our first podcast episode was all about batteries. And now our first YouTube video is all about batteries. So we'll be switching in and out who the star is. One week it'll be Keneally. One week it'll be Ryan. Never will it be Jonathan. So, <laughs> it, <laughs> oh yes, it will be. <laughs> I'm the star photographer or videographer, I guess. Um, it was shot with an iPhone. Yeah, shot with an iPhone. Even though we have a GoPro Hero Eight Black, we we have that. We just didn't use it. Yep. And <laughs> I'm I'm the master editor as well. So. If you want to leave compliments about how great the video looks, feel free. Um, but anyways. Or tell them the truth is fine. Yeah. The truth is fine. <laughs> um, okay. So let's jump into this real quick. So Ryan, tell us all about PV Direct. Um, yeah. So if you've got a well and um, it's fairly deep or you don't want to um, worry about a standard pump that's running off an inverter, one of the one of the best ways to do it, in my opinion, is to have a PV direct, uh, which means that the solar is powering the pump whenever the sun is out, and that will require a big storage tank, right? And so, uh, pump just runs all day when the sun is out and fills the tank, and then you have an additional pressure pump that provides the the pressurized water for your house. Um, that's a it's a really efficient way to do it. It's a really reliable way to do it because um, a lot of these um, PV direct pumps, like um, especially uh, Grunfuss pumps, it's called a, it's an XQ flex pump that um, it, it'll take AC or DC, anything from like 300 volts or from 30 volts to 300 volts. And so you can use a generator as backup. Like if the sun is not shining for a week or something, you can still get water through running a, a backup generator. So it's a really good way to avoid those surges, you know, that the, the normal pumps have. Um, it uses a lot. It's going to use a lot less of your battery power, that kind of stuff. So it's a, cool. it's a really good way to do it. Yeah. That's definitely something to consider. Cause like, like we say all the time is that you, uh, when you live off grid, you have to be so aware of the, of the power you're using and how much you're using at one time. Uh, the surges on different appliances, all that kind of stuff. So definitely something to keep in mind. Um, moving on to hauling water. Um, we've got on here that you, obviously if you're going to haul your water, you need to have a large storage tank to be able to haul all of it that you're, you're going to need. Um, so doing some calculations, I guess, of, of what you're going to use and kind of figuring out what the largest thing is that you can possibly take. Um, Ryan, on here you put black or dark blue colored tank now why is why does the color matter 
So um, a dark storage tank just prevents um, like algae growth in the tank because sunlight is what is going to promote algae growth. So anytime you got a big storage tank, um, you either want it underground or you want it to be dark in color. So it doesn't get any sun. It's gotta be, definitely has to be opaque. Um, and you know, bigger, bigger storage tank, the better, uh, in this case, I mean, hauling water is just, it's the worst option, right? It's the most, (laughs) it's the biggest pain. Yeah. I mean, you have to either, be hauling that water yourself or you got to pay somebody to bring it out to you. And that person may or may not show up all the time, but I mean, essentially it is what it is. You have a big tank, it gets filled. You have a pressure. You're again, going to still need a pressure pump in most cases, unless you can put the tank up on a hill and provide the pressure through gravity. But, um, you know, that's, that's really all it is filling a tank and, and using a pressure pump to provide the, the, the pressurized water for your shower and stuff. You know, yeah. when, when I was skimming through the bullet points of this episode, I, when I got to hauling, obviously in, in Northern Arizona, we see a lot of people hauling water. You know, I'm sure you, you guys have seen them probably every day or at least a few times a week, yep. the big tank in the bed of somebody's truck, especially near the Williams area. Um, and in my mind, I was picturing clear – I feel like I see clear storage tanks more than I do dark ones. Yeah, so, so like white beige or clear. Yeah. That's kinda. So that, that's so those are transport tanks, right? So those don't have to be, right? Because you're just taking water from one spot and filling your larger tank. Oh, so, so people are getting multiple tanks to, to – yeah, I mean, they might have a big storage tank and they're just using that smaller tank just to transport the water, you know, back and forth because, yeah. you know, water weighs like eight pounds per gallon. So you can't put like a 2,000 gallon tank on the back of your truck. You have to have, you know, pretty small tank to tra- Not actually you transport. Unless get that Tesla truck, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Get the cyber <laughs> truck and then you can do it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so most transport tanks you see are going going to be clear um, oh, okay. just because they don't spend any time in there. It's just being moved from one spot to another. See, I'm yeah. dumb. I thought that they just parked that truck just like <laughs> under whatever takes, you know, wherever they're pumping it out of and it just stays there. And, I, you know, that's certainly a possibility, but like that water gets used so quickly that it algae wouldn't have time to grow. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and that could be the case. Some people might be doing that. I've seen that for sure. But yeah, I know. I know that that is some people set up that like they just have their water hauling truck and like that's it's yeah. parked parked near their pump and then until it's time to get more water. But yeah, yeah. okie dokie. Moving on. Now our our last f- way of getting water is is rainwater collection. Um, now, do you? I would assume people are doing are using a combination of these things. Um, in, I guess, depending on, on their specific situation, um, would somebody be able to rely a hundred percent on rainwater to get all their water? Is that even possible? I feel like that'd be really, really tough and so random and sporadic, especially in Arizona. Yeah. Um, I actually know a lot of people who do all of their water through collection. Really? Yeah. All of it. And wow. And, um, I mean, some people that I've talked to, they, they never had to have water hauled before. And what that, 
what that requires is a tremendous amount of water storage, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to get through those long periods of time here where you don't have moisture for a long time, especially like in recent years, it feels like. Um, But if you have enough storage, you get, you could be using snow melt from January still in, you know, October. So it's, um, it's all about having a a lot. And then, you know, you, you always have that option to, to have water delivered if you get into a pinch. Um, and I mean, we have customers that have basically that use all three of these options, right? They, they have a well, but that well is like seasonal or doesn't produce quite enough. So they'll, they'll use rainwater to supplement their water. And if they don't have enough there, then, you know, you have to have a truck come in, but, um, you know, with rainwater collection, it's really about just having enough, uh, square footage on your roof, a metal roof, collecting that water into a a big tank. You're going to have to, you know, filter that before it goes into the tank and then filter it again. Um, when it's coming out, what but, are, what are people using to, to filter this type, this water in this type of situation? So most, most people are fine with just using like, um, like those three stage filters or multi-stage filters, like the carbon filters, hmm. different micron, um, capabilities and, um, you know, kind of like the, the clear source filters that we've got on shop off grid. Um, there's are multi-stage. They just get more fine as you, as it goes through, um, for, as far as I'm concerned, that's, that can be for, for most people plenty. Um, but a lot of people will choose an additional step into a UV filter, uh, that, that kills off more, you know, more of the bugs and that kind of thing that could be in the water like Giardia and that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, the, the traditional filters do that as well, but UV is just another level to it. Cool. All right. So there uh, you go. Those are, those are our three, uh, three different ways of, of water, um, of how to get water to your, to your home. Um, obviously there's, there's a pluses and minuses benefits and what's the opposite of benefits downsides non-benefits each one (laughs) ryan do you like that word non-benefits i'm gonna start uh, using that okay so okay (laughs) before we move on rank these of one two one two and three what you think is going to be the best way to the worst the worst and the least worst I mean, I, it really depends on your site. I, if you've got water, if you've got water at, you know, you check in with like maybe people in the area and they're hitting water, you know, 50 feet deep, a well's pretty nice option. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really nice. It's not going to be too expensive. Um, if, if well's not an option for you, then, then I, you know, rainwater collection all day. I, I just, I just can't imagine 
having to just deal with the, the hauling of the water <laughs> all the yeah. time, um, which is, yeah, which is what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't I, imagine I mean, it. And so I will do it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm going to be doing that. We're going to be doing a combination of rainwater collection and, and having to haul. Um, yeah. but that's, you know, but that's why we have like a composting toilet. So we're reducing our water usage, you know, doing all those kind of things. But I would say, um, you know, all things being equal, rainwater collection is pretty, pretty simple and inexpensive. It just requires basically some big, big tanks and a, and a metal roof. So cool. So do it. Rainwater. Do it. Yeah. Already here first. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about some, some things to, uh, to consider. Um, so Ryan talked about a little bit about, um, the, the color of, of the tank that you have. So algae growth, um, and making sure that it's a, it's a dark colored tank to help prevent that, or I guess limit it as much as, as possible. Um, and then you've got on here chlor chlorine or Clorox, um, just ways of, of cleaning it and, and making sure it's all that algae is actually not producing in there or is, uh, so you, how, is that going to be the best way to clean, clean out these tanks? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think, um, what a lot of people will do if they do have a problem like that and they might put a little bit of Clorox or chlorine into the water. Um, and I understand that doesn't sound great for, you know, drinking or anything like that, but very small after more. Yeah. Very small amounts, you know, very diluted, uh, chlorine or Clorox. That's, Um, that's, I'm so glad you said that because I was thinking about like ways that I could be nicer to Jonathan and I have, I have the Clorox brand chlorine for my hot tub and it comes in these little tablets. So, Next time Jonathan leaves his drink lying around and I feel like I just want to help him get it a little cleaner, <laughs> I'm just going to drop some of that in there and then I just help clean out my stomach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <with chlorine>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never does, It does. Uh, <laughs> you're lying. You, <laughs> you do. Um, yeah. No, it's like no matter how much I pee in my hot tub, those little tablets clear right up. <laughs> He's just dumping like 30 tablets in there. <laughs> just every just goes pee in the morning. Hey, that's how water. I save water. I mean, kind of like it just disappears. It doesn't drain. It just sits in there for months on end, but it's it looks clean. My dog keeps drinking it. Oh my god. Do you do you pee in the shower too? Like when you're brushing your teeth, you just oh, Absolutely. Like, yeah. <laughs> all three going. I relieve, <laughs> I relieve myself in every way in the shower. <laughs> uh, don't do it. Okay. They told me. They told me in basic training that if you get um, um, what is it? Foot fung athlete's foot to just pee on your feet. So ever since then, I'm like, as a preventative measure, I'll just piss all over my feet. <laughs> And then four years later, someone says that that's just something that drill sergeants say to you as a joke to get you to pee on your feet. And <laughs> so I said, whatever, I'm going to continue peeing on my feet I'm anyway. Still doing it. Yep. <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, now that that's over, um, the next thing we're talking about is, is freezing. So this is a little, uh, this little example of, of the genius of Ryan. Um, he just knows everything. Um, 
when writing this, he put in here to make sure to get a round tank. You know, that's that's how how is that going to benefit them, Ryan? Getting it round versus I don't know triangle. Is that an option? <laughs> are there different shaped <laughs> options <laughs> that you can get? Yeah, yeah. Most tanks are going to be round, anyways, but nice. it, it just prevents ice from from forming. Um, yeah, you don't want a yeah. block of ice just chilling out there, and you're trying to get some water to drink. Um, yeah, because yeah, I and also you put in here large volume of water. Um, so especially, I guess with with rainwater, <clears throat> those large tanks that you're going to have are, are going to be super beneficial, especially in in winter months because it's going to it's going to take a lot longer for it to freeze or make it a lot harder for it to freeze. So making right. sure you've got those large tanks and uh, thinking about this kind of stuff ahead of time. Cause like we said, if you live in a, in a place where you're collecting rainwater and it's, and you're also part of that is collecting snow um, that eventually turns into your drinking water. It's you're probably going to have to deal with this sooner or later. So, yep. Um, and then we've also got a, uh, keeping the water moving and burying the tank or um, or insulating. Can you talk about that a little bit, Ryan? Yeah, I think um, just a further measure for, for, for preventing freezing, if you can get the tank down, especially below the frost line or insulate it in some way. You know, water water has a pretty good thermal mass, and so it wants to, wants to hold its heat. So it takes a long time to get it to actually freeze, so... Any any little bit of insulation or something like that that you can do is going to go a long way. Cool. Now, the thing that I'm really excited about is this filtration um, that we've actually got on the website. Um, so we've got ClearSource um, on shopoffgrid.com. ClearSource is an RV water filtration system. Um, and so that's, that's going to be what... Uh, like I said, we don't have anything that's necessarily f- currently. We don't have anything for complete off-grid use. But if you need water filtration for your RV, we do have that available. Um, it, I know, Ryan, you, you did a little bit of, of deeper research on, on how exactly it works. Um, can you tell us what goes into it and, and why it's necessary, I guess, for an RV? Um. Yeah, so I mean, you really with with RVs. If you have any experience with that, like I don't know, I, I don't like drinking the water out of like my um, my in laws RV just because you know this tanks. Yeah, water could have been sitting in there for a really long time, Love and it. nice. You don't really know where it's coming from, so. It is really nice having uh, a filtration system, especially one that's like a multi-stage, like the three-stage that that ClearSource has. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like as you get further in the stages, the, the filtration gets better and better, and you can just not have to worry about getting sick. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's filtered because, like it says, it's, it's um uh it in the second stage. What does it say? Coconut shell carbon block filter. Um, so improving the taste and smell removes contaminants like pesticides. Um, lots of big words. Uh, and actually, it says including E. coli. So um, 
just removing a lot of things that you don't want in your drinking water. So definitely a good thing to have. Um, and again, it's it's called clear source. Um, and we saw that on Shop Off Grid included all, all of the different filters and stuff that you'll need. Um, so go check that out there. The next one is drinking water. So having a separate system for that. Why, why would somebody need a separate system for their drinking water? Well, it, it's just an option. Like if you are not going to be drinking the water, like you're the same water that you are using to shower, let's say, then you don't need quite as extensive of a filter system. Um, you don't have to change out those filters so often, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it can make your life just a little simpler to have a separate system for water um, versus trying to do a very fine filtering system for, you know, if you're just going to use that water to shower. So. Yeah. All right, Keneally, I'm going to, I'm going to have to burst your bubble here real quick. Um, are you ready? Yeah. Ryan, Ryan put to reduce your water use. Um, so you're, I'm a, I'm going to say that means you can't have a hot tub off grid because you're not allowed you, to have it. Yeah. Ryan said bullshit. no, no water use that you don't necessarily need life, life or death. It is life or death. Once you've, once you've got it, you understand it's, it's almost as important as drinking water. <laughs> oh, I almost spit out my it's water. Close. It's close. Cause I was so dumb. <laughs> it, the very first thing I know Ryan's moving into the tiny home off grid here shortly. The very first thing I would do if I were Ryan it before I even built the tiny home is figure out where the hot tub is going to go. That's what I would have done. I would have put one in there immediately. In fact, once I find one that we're going to sell, by the way, if any listeners happen to sell off grid hot tubs, <laughs> we'll sell it for you. Just so you know, but I will get one on shopoffgrid.com. I will. And it is necessary. It's necessary for your well-being, for your mental health. It's uh I guess it's good I guess your, if if, good for if you. you get these things so like Ryan put like a low flow toilet composting toilet. You don't need that. Uh, you don't need that. You if, just pee in the hot tub. You don't need that. Oh my god. <laughs> go to the use uh, it's got a filter. You're, you're off grid. I guess you could just go outside. Um <laughs> But also the, the fact that, like, we're conserving water in so many other ways, like um, like taking sh- shorter showers or um, not showering at all, like you, Keneally. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, or, or reusing maybe, bath water. Yeah, maybe you can justify having the hot tub because you don't use water in any, any other way. You don't even drink water. You just, like, Bud Light. I don't know. That's just it. Just absorb it through your skin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just drink the water from the hot tub, then pee it back into the hot tub. Yeah, it's a cycle. My dog loves it. She loves it's that the hot tub water. It's the circle of life, right there. But, but I I was sitting here blankly staring at the reduced water usage because I see composting toilet. I know I know Ryan bought one. It showed up at the shop the other day. I know our other coworker Derek's got one. I see it on house hunters all the time, tiny house hunters specifically. How does that work? And wouldn't it just smell terrible? No. Okay. It's, got my uh, <laughs> no, I mean, just just talk to Derek's been it's using his for a long time. I've, um, yeah, 
I mean, you want to think that that's going to be a problem, but they really, they've got it down really well. Like it's, it's not hard to use. It's not difficult to clean. It doesn't smell like Hmm. some of the older ones, you know, from the eighties. I don't know if that's something that people think of when they think of composting toilets, but the newer ones, like it's really, it's really easy. And like, doesn't smell like it separate, like most of them will separate solids and liquids. And so you don't, when you do that, you don't create sewage, you know? And so, and that's really what causes a lot of the odor. So it's like composting toilet paper too, right? Like the toilet paper is compostable as well. Yeah. I I mean, most toilet paper is going to be that anyways, you can definitely get special, special stuff, but you know, but you can use the regular stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I, yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll see it like it's, it's not bad. And Derek, Derek, who's been using his for uh, over a year now, um, you know, been over to his place and it's, it's fine. Yeah. Never smells in there. I just thought they smelled good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we've got actually we've got one other product that we're we we just signed them on not, not too long ago that we're going to be adding to the website that is a water related product. It's called Rinse Kit, and Rinse Kit is basically like a a portable water system that you can you can take with you anywhere, obviously because it's portable. Um, but it it ha- comes with a hose so you can wash things down. So it comes with a basically a two gallon tank um, and then a few different settings that lets you you know choose how aggressive you spray things so it's like a jet mist uh, shower all that kind of stuff so if you want to use it for showering it's um it's a good option uh so i mean if if you got to take a really quick shower because you got about 90 seconds worth of water but it's definitely definitely an option um and so that's that's something that we're going to be adding to the website here soon again it's called rinse kits really really freaking cool um and even has the option of having heated water so that's that's a good time. So our last. I'm watching point. their little I'm watching their little promo video, and for I don't know if they've got a deal with either the U.S. Postal Service or FedEx, but they really really showed like a lot of like a mailman, like a really happy mailman washing his hands <laughs> with the rinse kit right now, and then it flashes yeah, to a girl are- in a bikini. So like their marketing department's smart, but <laughs> these I things like are everywhere. We, They're like. Yeah. They were on Shark Tank. They were on Shark Tank. That's right. I just specifically want to hear if, like, if there's any FedEx or UPS drivers or mailmen out or mail people out there, can you like f- message us on Facebook and tell yeah. us how often you need portable water? What do you w- need to wash your hands so much for? I just well, they look. This guy looks really. He's a dirty mailman. They've even got, got darn they've got construction soap. people. They're cleaning food off. They're cleaning yep. Another girl their uh, shoes off. They're <laughs> washing their hands. All that kind of good stuff. Um, but like I said, these things are literally everywhere. So they were on Shark Tank. They were on the Today Show, CBS, Fox, NBC. They've got they they're everywhere. So and now they're going to be on shopoffgrid.com. So you're welcome, everyone. So that's their um, biggest score yet, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we oh my god, doesn't even compare. <laughs> Who did they get? Was it Mark? Was it was it Marky Cubes? Who did they get a deal with? Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, it's probably him. I want to know who was it. Mark Cuban probably wasn't. That look, it's like a Robert Herjavec type of thing. Nope, nope. It's Damon. 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 What a guy. Yeah. Thanks, Damon. Damon, since we're selling your stuff, can we get you on the podcast? Can we just like interview you about stuff? Shark. Yeah. Tank. Leave us. Leave us. Leave us a comment. Um, our last thing we're talking about here is water heating. So, Ryan, you're gonna have to take the lead on this because I'm. I, I know that we've talked to we, – we don't like it, is solar water heating. Um, it's not a fun I, thing to talk about. And I know you hate it. And I know I, that I people call I Prometheus. Hate it. I know people I call hate Prometheus solar hot water. say, can you do a solar water heater? And we say, no, stop. <laughs> no, no, I don't hate Tell solar. Tell us why you hate it. No, I don't, I don't hate it. It's, um, it, it's, a great, it's a great option for some people. It's just you have to understand what you're getting. It's going to be moving parts, and it's going to require a lot of electricity in most cases. So solar hot water, great option. Just know what you're getting with it. Um, it's not simple. It's not a simple option. Um, I, but in terms of hot water, like it, it does re- – I, I, I think – for me, it's just the simplicity of a demand on-demand hot water tank. Um, yeah, you know, you don't have to waste propane keeping water stored hot um, like a traditional tank uh, hot water heater. Uh, tankless uses as little propane as possible, and um, you know, it's it's just going to be a lot more simple than a than a solar hot water, but. I'm not going to discourage you. I just want you to know it's going to be a little bit more work if you're going to go solar hot water. It's a great way to go. Yeah. Choose your own adventure. Do yeah. you. Whatever you're into. Um, I think uh, I think that's all we've got for you today. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Off Grid Pros podcast. Uh, I think next week we're going to talk about solar cooking. Are we, is that what we're doing next week? Let's do that. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. That'll be fun. I'm going to talk about yeah. cooking. Yeah. I think Kayla, solar, Kaylee wanted to write cooking. that one. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'll right, write Kaylee. that one. Get your smokers out, listeners. You're going to love it. Yeah, so it's not actually just solar cooking. It's going to be just off-grid cooking, but solar cooking is part of that. Um, so that's going to be a fantastic episode. Can't wait for that one. Um, as always, make sure to follow us on all of our platforms, you know, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, especially YouTube, because we just posted that video um, telling you how to wire your batteries in series versus parallel. Um, again, you can find the products we talked about today, the clear source water filtration, as well as the rinse kit products on our website shopoffgrid.com any suggestions for future episodes feel free to shoot us an email at info at shopoffgrid.com be sure to leave a five-star review on apple podcast subscribe to the podcast make sure to tell us why you love it thanks again and we will catch you next time 